The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hey, Kim, how are you today? I'm doing great, Kara. You know what I'm really thinking about today is I'm thinking about I want more customers. Well, that seems like a normal thing as a business owner to be thinking about. <laughs> well, you know, the economy is is kind of weird right now, and it's very concerning. It is weird. Yeah, and, and concerning all the way around. And, you know, with all of the craziness going on in the world, people get distracted, and I'm over here going, but I want more customers in my business. And I wonder if there's other people out there that are thinking that same thing. I would think so, especially right now with all the uncertainty that um, there's probably not a ton of people out there that are like, I've just got too many customers. If you're one of those people, that's awesome. And I hope that continues for you. <laughs> and you find a way to manage all of those customers. But for those people <laughs> that are out there, and they're trying to figure out how to bring in more people, we want to talk about that today, right? Well, yeah, that's why I'm thinking this is a very timely topic in my life. Because I like to live in my business by the rule of three, which says for every customer that I make, I want to make three customers. So I want to turn them into two more customers. So I have a total of three new customers on my books. And I'd actually, actually like to turn them into more. And sometimes that does happen. But for every new customer that I make, I definitely want to have three on the books by the time things are done. So that's what our topic is about today is how to get those three customers for every one that you have. And I do that by getting referrals. I think referrals are an incredible impactful part of your business. And we've talked on this show a lot about some different things. We've talked about customer loyalty. We've talked about testimonials. We've talked about getting reviews. We've talked about social proof. All of those things are, are under that larger category of social proof, but we've never really deep dived into referrals and how to create more referrals for your business so that you can magically turn one customer into three customers on your books. I love that. I think about how as small business owners in animal-based industries, a lot of times we get really lucky and we land that first customer because we're putting ourselves out there or we know somebody and it's it's through a referral process or it's just because we get lucky. But how do you take those early customers and convert them into many, many, many more clients? And I think that's probably a big challenge for people because it does involve, you know, an ask. It involves putting yourself out there a little bit. It involves making a referral. So that's the first one of our big three actually is to ask and 
you know, as Kim says, it's that simple (laughs) (laughs) is to ask. The second of the big three that we'll cover is to make it easy. And the third is offer a reward. So what does all of that mean? Kim, do you want to jump into the ask piece of that? I do, because I think this is the part where most business owners sort of fail at getting referrals. They have a customer come into their business, they work with that customer, and then the customer leaves and that's that. Now the customer may come back and the business may reach out and encourage that return customer to come back, which is which is fantastic. You decidedly want to do that because return customers spend like 70% more in your business than a new customer will. So it's really important to have the customer loyalty and have them come back in. But what's true about humans that I know is birds of a feather flock together. Well, I just made humans birds, but birds of a feather do flock together. That's a horrible cliche that's been overused a billion times, but it's really effective in this instance because human beings very rarely have an interest in a vacuum. In other words, if they're interested in something, they know other people that have that same interest. So, and and particularly in an animal-based business, all animal lovers have a kindred spirit with each other and they know each other and they meet each other and they recognize each other out into the world. And then it gets even more specific, right? There's like dog people and cat people and horse people and chicken people. So there's a movie by that name, by the way, which I highly recommend, Chicken People. Go watch it. It's worth it. Chicken People is worth it. Okay, so you have that. And then it gets even more specific. There's people who love Jack Russell Terriers or Labradors or Maine Coon cats or quarter horses or whatever it happens to be or Polish chickens. (laughs) So, you know, that's me. I love the Polish chicken. (laughs) I was going to say, speaking from experience there. Speaking from experience, God, God love those little chickens with their little radical hairdos. I just adore it. But anyway, everybody kind of has this sort of kindred spirit and thread that flows between them. So the customer that you just served, they probably know way more than two more people they can bring into your business, probably know a lot more. Their network is big too. And if you do not ask for the referral, it's not because they don't want to give you one or they don't want your business to be successful. It's because they don't think about it. We're not always in a state of mind to think about everyone else, right? A lot of our culture centers on, you know, understanding ourselves and what we need. And we may give a referral if asked out in the world. But when a business owner asks you to, you know, hey, do you know other people that are like you that appreciate the same things you appreciate or have the same problem that you have, then we're asking those people to help their friends. And that puts them in a really good position. It brings business into your business. So asking, it really is that simple. Just ask. And there definitely are times when your clients are going to go out into the world and sing your praises and they're going to tell all their friends. That definitely happens. But it's so much more rare because like Kim said, when folks are busy, they're in their lives, they're doing their own thing. And it's not that they don't have good intentions. It's just that they don't think about it. So as a business owner, you have to take that extra step and make the connection for them so that they then are triggered, are inspired to 
make the connection. So one of the things you can do is you can actually ask them to give you contact information for potential new clients. But I actually prefer to have them directly connect me to someone. So like make an introduction, for example, to someone who might be interested in the services that I provide. For me, this has looked like an email referral. I've definitely had clients shoot an email to a friend and then copy me on it and make the connection that way. I've had them set up a brief group chat and connect me that way, introducing me to their friend. Or I've had them do social media tags and shares to um, new potential clients or client. So keep in mind there are options there and you should choose something that you and your client both feel comfortable with. The other thing that I would add is it's really a common, I think, practice for a lot of animal-based business owners to wait until the end of the client experience to ask for that referral. So maybe you send the invoice or your final thank you note, and then you ask for the referral. I would challenge folks to not do that because when you're sending an invoice, whether you like it or not, there's kind of a well, you're dealing with money. It's like a weird thing. That's probably the the hardest part in your sales transaction in your process with your client is that asking for money piece. So what I would say is don't ask for the referral at that point if you can keep from it. Instead, ask for the referral when you're in you know, like look for opportunities in your client process where your client is the happiest, where you're making them really happy, where they're feeling really positive about their experience with you. Um, so think about where that might be in your process. And that's the perfect time to ask for your referral. And, you know, Kim and I were talking about this and she said that she recommends doing this in person if possible. Kim, did you want to speak to that real quick? Because I would have a tendency to shoot a text or an email or something like that, but you're so right. Yeah. So this is the thing that electronic communication has done to us as a culture. It has allowed us to hide behind our screens and it's much more comfortable to do it that way. And part of that's like, you got to get into introvert, extrovert trauma. I mean, there's a boatload of psychological impactful reasons why we do that. But the bottom line is, is it's not as effective. I mean, it just isn't because that's the way everybody does it, right? And it isn't as effective as when you're standing there with someone. It's also super easy to ignore because an email is really easy to delete. A text message is really easy to skip right on by. A social media request is easy to skip on by. So the truth is your ask for the referral is so diluted when you do it what I I would consider most people think the easy way. Not that I'm saying that you shouldn't use email, you shouldn't use these other ways to ask for these things, but it's much more effective when you do it in person because you're having a conversation, you have a connection with that individual. The person on the other end of it has a connection to you and it's just more powerful if you ask in person. Now, if it's uncomfortable for you, I get it. I completely understand. But here's the thing. The more you do it, the more comfortable you will get with it. So it's difficult sometimes for us to sit in uncomfortable or to live in uncomfortable, but it's really just as simple as making a clear ask. You know, hey, do you know two friends that might be interested in what I do? Here are a couple of business cards. Would you please hand those to those people? Or I have some language we're going to get to here in a moment that I think will help you when 
it when it's getting you to really make that ask, especially after somebody gives you a compliment of some kind. But in person does make a difference. Make it part of your service process that as you're in the sale or you're closing the sale or you're delivering whatever it is or after the delivery when you're getting ready to leave, wherever it feels comfortable for you in there to just simply ask for those referrals. Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. Absolutely. And then along those same lines, you should be asking for testimonials as well. Kim and I, in episode 28, The Art of Getting Better Customer Testimonials, we go into detail about all of this, how to do it well, and give a bunch of different ideas. You want to make sure your client's okay with sharing the testimonial. And then I would say, as a business owner, get to work putting that information out into the world. And take it one step further and ask your client to share what you create with their testimonial to their audience. 92% of customers trust referrals from people they know and word of mouth referrals can really improve your marketing effectiveness by more than 50%. We know this already. We've talked about this in our other episodes and think about it within yourself. You know, as a potential client, you're going to trust the referral from someone you know more than you will any other kind of marketing that a business is putting out there. You're going to believe the word of mouth from the people around you that you know, and you're going to believe when they talk about their awesome experience with you. So ask your client to share that information. I would say, you know, Kim, you wanted to mention something about get your ask after a compliment language down. And I freaking love this. It's something I speak to all the time around getting your words together and practice them coming out of your mouth. Can you speak to that a little bit? I really love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most of the time when a customer is really ready to give you a good referral or a testimonial, it's pretty clear. They say things like, thank you, this was a really good experience, or I really enjoyed this product or service or whatever it happens to be. And a lot of business owners I watch and they'll say thank you and they get be me and then that's it. They don't do it any further. And I'm going to challenge every person listening to this to create their own own statement that they are going to say every time a customer pays them a compliment. So my statement that I would use is, I'm so glad you feel that way. I'm really working on building my business right now, and I would love to serve more people. Do you know of a couple of people who might be interested in 
whatever it happens to be that you're doing. So I find this really comes in to be important, especially after I do a gestalt session with somebody, because oftentimes at the end of it, people like feel like they need to give some type of a small review of some kind of their experience, especially if they're extroverted. But even the introverts will give something like that really wasn't what I expected it to be. Or thank you for this, because that was very deep and interesting. Or thank you. I got a lot of insights out of today that I think I'm going to be processing for a long time. I mean, those are actual things people have told me and I could leave it at that. That would be very easy for me to say, you know, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm so glad you got something out of this day that you came and spent all these hours with me. But at that moment is the best moment for you to take a look about appreciating what they've told you and then taking a look for them to, to look around their world and, you know, maybe spread the love or spread the joy. Well, humans are naturally social creatures. We want to give our experiences to other people. But oftentimes we don't have the availability to do that. So I'm going to repeat this statement that I gave because I think you can can modify it for any business out there. And then I'm going to tell you a little secret after I say it again. And I probably will say it a third time for those of you who are looking for your piece of paper to write it down. So I'm so glad you feel that way. I'm really working on building my business right now and I would love to help or serve more people. Do you know of a couple of friends who might be interested in or associates or whatever it happens to be and then say the experience? Now, here's the key. At that point, stop and let them think because they're going to come up with the people right there in that moment that they're going to want to refer. They may say it out loud. They may say, you know, my friend Karen could really benefit from this. She's kind of crabby and it would be nice for her to get a gestalt session down. <laughs> You know, I mean, it, she needs to come chill out with the horses. So, you know, okay, so they may say something about it right there, or they may not. They may just process internally and think of one or two people. Now, let them go ahead and do that. And then after you see that process or after they talk, say, I want to make it super easy if you would like to, you know, refer Karen here and give them cards, give them business cards. Business cards have not died, people. They're still out there in the world. And it's still the easiest way for you to hand information from yourself to someone else for contact information. Business cards are cheap. Business cards are easy to get a hold of. You should never, ever, ever be without business cards in your back pocket, in your wallet, in your purse, in your camera bag, in your massage bag, whatever it is that you carry around with you when you do your work, you need to have business cards in there and never give out a single business card. Always give out more than one. I never hand out a single business card. I always want to hand out two because people lose them or they may want to hand one off to their friends. So wait for that moment and hand it off. One more time for the statement. I am so glad you feel that way. I'm really working on building my business right now, and I would love to help or serve more people. Do you know of a couple of your friends who might be interested in and then give the experience you just had? Stop, wait for them to answer, and then hand out cards. So powerful, so easy, and you just got to practice it. <laughs> and I tell people practice 
those words coming out of your mouth so that you're comfortable saying it when the time comes and it rolls off your tongue and it feels right. And absolutely. I would say also take some steps to further harness your existing clients' connections. For example, are they boarding at a barn that you've always wanted to work in? Do they use a particular animal business like a groomer on a regular basis that they have a good rapport with? Do they maybe help organize a local horse show planning committee that you want to get some services in, or maybe you want to be a sponsor or you have some way to contribute? Are they a member of an organization where a lot of your potential clients might be hanging out? Is there a way for you to be a speaker there? So start thinking about ways that your clients could potentially work with you to put you in front of a bigger audience, in front of people that they know that might be great connections for you. Like Kim said at the top of this segment, they know other people and they're often not in their own little bubble with the need for this service. Oftentimes they they know other people. They're talking about it already with other people. And it could be something as simple as saying, hey, I'm getting pictures of my horse made soon. And then people are, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Like people are having these conversations. So if they have your card, if they know someone already, people like to also be in positions where they're helping someone else out. They're making a referral. They like to be authority and to know connections. So it's not a bad thing to kind of try to harness some of that. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business. See you there. Kim, I know you wanted to talk about that referrals don't always have to come from clients. No, they don't. So that's another thing I think we get stuck in in our head is that our referrals have to come from people we serve. And that's not necessarily true. We all have friends, family, networking acquaintances, social acquaintances, connections that we've made, networking connections that we've made. These people are really good referral engines for you as well. I belong to a lot. I, You know me, I love to network. And, and I feel so fantastic. I was sharing with Kara when we got on this morning to do our prep for this episode that I've been getting to go to in-person networking events over the last couple of weeks. You know, my health is now cleared up. COVID is restrictions are, are lifted. People are starting to do in-person stuff again. And I am back in my element. I absolutely love a good in-person networking event. And when I go to an in-person networking event, it never fails that there is usually one or two people in the room that are the connectors, right? They're the people that when they meet you, they ask you what it is that you do and immediately will introduce you to the other people in the room that might be interested in whatever it is that you're up to. And the truth is, is that those people exist a lot out in the world. And if you run into them, they may not need your service. Maybe Maybe they don't have a have a horse, but they have three friends that have horses that they would like to refer you to or a dog or a cat or whatever it happens to be. So make sure that you get in the habit of talking about your business. And then even if it's the person on the other side of it that isn't able to actually 
purchase what it is that you have, still hand them a business card because if they know people or if they mention, you know, I have this friend named Sally who has a horse that might benefit from this, then we can do that. We can harness Sally to come into our business through somebody who was never a client of ours. I learned this really, really well at what I consider my definition of hell one year. So one year I got stuck doing, uh, this is going to be a cute story. Hopefully people will enjoy it. So I got stuck doing a multi-product booth at the National Western Stock Show in Denver. And so if you don't know the National Western Stock Show, it's a wonderful event, by the way, even though I'm going to talk a little poorly about it because of my own personal experience. It's a wonderful event they have in January in Denver. In January in Denver. Let me say that again. In January in Denver. And the hours for the show are ridiculously long. It is cold and it's snowy and it's miserable. And that year there was extra snow. And there's not a lot of parking at that venue. And the vendors have to ride a bus to be able to get there. You like park somewhere else and then you ride this bus to get to your booth. And it the bus is not really heated well. And it's just a it's let me just say it's a miserable experience. And the situation I was in, there wasn't a lot of money in the conglomerate that came together. So I was staying in a really crappy hotel. And then I had this booth where I was selling all these equine products. And I was put in the place where all the cattle show people are. (laughs) So every person that came to my booth owned cattle not horses. And so they would wander around in my booth and ask questions about the stuff that I had for sale, which I would gladly answer for them. And then they would go, you know, if I ever bought a horse, I would do that. So I got really smart really quick and started asking them, do you have horses when they walked up or what kind of horses do you have when they walked up to the booth? And if they said they didn't have horses, then I would hand them a couple of business cards from the the organization and say, "Um, if you have friends with horses, please send them by the booth. And here's a couple of cards where they might want to check out our, our stuff. Because the people that were coming up, they didn't have any interest or need for what I was selling, but they did know people that do have that need. And it was super beneficial to be able to hand them the cards. And honestly, what happened in the end was that they would go back to their horsey friends at the show and they'd send them back to the booth to say, hey, there's this really cool booth with some great products in it. And they're kind of out of the way from the horse crowd. So go over and check them out. So that's my long story. And back to my definition of hell, that is definitely if I were in hell, that would be my definition of it would be to have to go to that booth every day. Okay, I think we're ready to move on to number two. We have spent a ton of time on number one because it's so so important. And I think we're ready to move on to number two. And Kim, I have to say that that does not sound like a very fun event, having to drag your vendor stuff on a bus to the booth. But let's talk about number two, which is make it easy. 
Make it easy. Why is this important? It is important because you have to make it easy for people because otherwise they won't do it. Right, right. <laughs> so you have to give them the tools to be able to give you the referral. I don't know about you, Kara, but I don't remember anybody's phone number anymore or their email address for that matter or even their website. No, there's times I don't remember my own phone number. Yeah, I mean, we don't do that anymore. I used to have everybody's phone number memorized. I don't any longer. I got to have a something to send it off to somebody else. That's why, you know, having some type of a physical thing that you can hand people is really important. Following that physical thing up with the email that you wanted to send to begin with or the text message or whatever is also helpful. Make it so absolutely stupid easy for people to send you a referral. You know, like I said, always give out more than one business card. Make it easy. What other ideas do you have to make it super easy for people, Kara? Well, you've mentioned the business card already, but you can also create a referral card, something that just has all that information on there. Or what I also like to do is I use an app called Blink. It's B-L-I-N-Q. And it's basically an, a virtual business card that has a QR code. And you can have someone just scan all your information to their phone and save it right into their phone. And it has stuff like your name, your phone number, your email address, your website, your social media links. And then they can take that and they can just text it right to their friends. So it's another easy way to share your information. I also like the option of doing basically like a pre-done email from them. So if you have, if they know they want to give some information about you to one of their friends, having some kind of pre-done, you know, the services that you provide, some bullet points around that, that they can drop into an email with your contact information and how they can reach you, a direct link, some of those kind of things is awesome. And it makes it so much easier for your client. And then the last thing in that same kind of little category is if you have some kind of already pre-done infographics that talk about the work that you do that are easy to share, just anything that you can put together that your clients don't have to do any work. They can take that information, give it to a friend and share your information. Something outside of a business card, you know, that's creative and informative is awesome to consider. Absolutely. And I think it bears saying in this particular instance that part of making it easy for the people that refer you, you also need to make it easy for yourself to follow up with the people they send to you. Because this is something I hear a lot. People like to complain to me. I don't know, do I, do I have a face that people are like, she will listen to me complain. I feel like I can share all of my dissatisfaction in the world with, with Kim. But I hear this a lot. I hear people say, well, you know, you referred me. So this is what happens because I refer people to other businesses. You referred me to this business and I reached out to them. I've never heard anything from them. And then as the referring person, I'm like, well, that's not good because I really enjoyed my experience with that business. They really seemed on the ball. They did the thing where they asked me because they want to build their business. And now here it is. My friend reached out and wanted to work with them and now can't or now won't because they didn't follow up. So I'm not going to refer that business as readily the next time. Please make sure that when you start making referrals a big focus in your business, that you are able to follow up with people so you're not the person who drops the ball when that referral comes into your 
own business and networks in with you. So it's really important. I realize as a small business owner, there's a lot of times balls get dropped. Hey, I've done it. Kara's done it. We've all missed out on a follow-up at some point. But if you can make it drop dead easy for you to do it, like write up a nice little confirmation that, you know, I'm so glad so-and-so referred you and I really want to set up an appointment or whatever it is that you do. Just sort of figure out that plan ahead of time and start to really think about the sales flow through your business. Like how do customers move through your business and how can you facilitate that, especially when they come from a referral so that you're not letting that person down that you asked to give you a referral when they do and their their friend or their, their person comes around. And um, I don't know if they'll go back and complain to that person, but I don't know. It seems like to a person, they'll come back and complain to me. <laughs> So I'll hear your complaint. <laughs> when I get a referral from someone or when I'm reaching out to someone that was referred to me, I almost always, if appropriate, will let the person who gave me the referral know, hey, I just wanted to let you know I had a great conversation with so-and-so today. Thank you so much for the referral. Or I just reached out to so-and-so and I really appreciate the referral. And a lot of times I'm doing that for two reasons. One, because I want to thank them for making the referral and let them know that on my end I have reached out. But also if they come in contact with that person in a few days or a couple weeks, they can say to them, oh, hey, I heard Kara reached out to you for that service or for photography. You know, how did that go? Do you have a shoot set up? And that is another trigger point or another place where a referral, it's like another part of that referral. So it's like reinforcing it. So if they didn't contact you back or reach back out to you, or you didn't make a connection the first time you reached out or you attempted the connection, this is an, like a reminder place that can re-encourage them and reinforce that they should be connecting with you. I love doing that and I have found it to be super successful. And then coming back to the part of just kind of being ready that Kim brought up, you know, you're going to be asking for these referrals, but you have to be ready for those new clients when the referral happens. So start defining your client processes, get comfortable with them, get your ducks in a row so that when those referrals start coming in, that you handle them professionally quickly and that you're ready to roll with it. And that includes getting comfortable with your pricing. You know, a lot of times when you're starting out, you're just trying to get things done and you're working through each stage, but you need to be ready and comfortable when they ask you, okay, how do I work with you? What does it cost to work with you? How does this process work? How quickly can I get on your schedule? You need to be ready to answer those questions quickly as well. Absolutely. I think that brings us really nicely into our last point here, Kara, and that because that follow up, it's good to go back to the person that referred the individual to you and offer them a reward for that. We are all animal behaviorists. If you are live around animals, you're a behaviorist around animals and you understand that sometimes it's much easier to do things with a reward. And so I don't encourage you to like, I don't know, give like treats to your customers, but I do encourage you to offer them some type of a meaningful reward for your business, hopefully associated in getting them back into your business. So for example, a nice way that I would think about it is I would offer somebody saying, oh, if you send someone to me for a referral, then as long as I know that referral came from you 
and I would give you a 10% off and your your person you referred 10% off or some such thing, a discount of some variety. And that way it encourages the person who did the referring to come back. So I have a return customer and I get a new customer out of the person or persons that they refer. So it's worth it. And people always like balk about these discounts and about being able to give people who refer people in money or some type of a financial discounty type of a reward. But the truth is, is advertising is expensive. And most small businesses today, they don't even have an adequate advertising budget as it is. So honestly, the cost of what it costs you to make a new customer, if you really put a pencil to it and get a good understanding of it, you will see it's pretty pricey for every new customer that comes into your business. And when someone provides a referral and brings that new customer in for you, it is far cheaper to give them a discounted whatever to be able to get them in than it is to try to make that customer on your own. And the fact that the customer already comes with a good attitude, they're not questioning, they're coming with a a little bit different tweak in how they show up in your business makes it all that much easier for you to work with them, serve them, sell them, whatever it happens to be. So offering that reward to me is super, super important. And I know, Kira, we've done a couple of episodes on this. You're the one who keeps track of that. We actually did two episodes, episode 11 and 14, where we talked about creating customer loyalty programs. We talked to our good friend, Terry Cage of Terry Cage Photography, and talked about her loyalty program. And then we continue that conversation on a second episode, which was episode 14. Highly recommend if you're thinking about creating a loyalty program, which is basically what we're talking about here to some degree, getting people to come back to you, refer their friends, and then having some incentive for doing that is a really great way to increase loyalty of your customers. So definitely check that out. I would say just kind of as a parting note on this, that as a business, as a, and as appropriate for your business, if there is a way that you can go out and share the work that you're doing for your clients to the world, that you should do that. And I like to tell people that, you know, when we're talking about doing these referrals, these client referrals, you know, you can tell their story if they allow you, include their testimonial if they have that. But the key is to really make your client the hero across the board. So if that's in the story that you're telling about them and about your experience with them, do it. If it's thanking them for going out and bringing people in, do it. If it's letting them be a voice of you know, authority and guidance about your business when they're guiding other people to you and bringing other people to you, that's wonderful. Do that. Create more opportunities for that anywhere that you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a really great episode to remind me of how important it is. Like, I don't think about referrals already. I do quite a bit, but how important this part really is to your overall business and how critical it is in in building a business or executing a business. And on that note, what I would like to do is to thank every one of our listeners for tuning in and hanging out with us this long. And I'm hoping that since you're here still and listening to us, you got something out of this episode. And I really appreciate that. And I would love it if you could think of two friends right now that you think might get something out of the Business Animal podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, please let them know that we're out here and refer them to us. We would be more than appreciative of that. 
in getting some additional listeners into our atmosphere here, because we do this as a labor of love to help people out there with their animal-based small business. And we really want to see more animal-based small businesses be successful. So please send them on over to listen to us. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.